Welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Matt. And today we are talking about Dengar the Demolisher. Dude, that was my fun fact. You just, you just stole it from me. I was just about to highlight that he is also known as Dengar the Demolisher. It is mm-hmm. toilet pa- paper head, as a lot of people refer to him. Toilet paper man. Yeah. He's the bounty hunter from our Patreon poll. And if you guys don't remember what that is, we, for Patreon subscribers, they get to vote in a monthly poll to determine which character we talk about out of a set of like three or four. And Dangar won. So if you want to have a say in what some of the characters we're going to talk about are, you should check out Patreon. I know that that was a shameless self-promotion and I am here for it. Josh, what do you have on Dengar? So we first see him in Empire aboard the Star Destroyer trying to hunt Solo and the Millennium Falcon to uh, yeah get them to eventually Cloud City, but Boba Fett beats them to it. And we know that Dengar has a relationship with other bounty hunters, including Boba, as kind of like a babysitter, at least in the Clone Wars. He was in, a, I think, one episode... I think and yeah he we we can't forget about the most important bounty hunter that he is familiar with which one or sing triggered on a friday afternoon on a lovely afternoon there is Uh, some association with or sing very minimal but there is some association with Aura Sang. Don't tell me they were lovers. Josh. What? Josh, they are not lovers. Good. Good. That's like that's what we like to hear. <laughs> that's what, any any reason to bring up Aura Sing, I will. Just know it. Mm-hmm. And what about for you, Miss Snoodles? Okay. So this is gonna be a quick story time. So yesterday Josh and I were catching up with a bunch of our friends, and Josh's girlfriend brought in this uh, top 50 Star Wars characters by lines, and they just had to troll around and tell me that, and they said Snoodles was a top 50 character in terms of number of lines in all the movies. Guess what? You guys were completely wrong, and we probably lost because of that. Down with Snoodles. Uh, Down with Snoodles. (laughs) Down with Oda Singh. I, yeah, I, I think we should make a Snoodles and Aura Sing t-shirt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to work on that a little bit. But. Bat- battle to the death. Yes, exactly. So, Dengar originates from Corellia, and most of his body is cybernetics, which I thought was very interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that it was cybernetics. I just would have thought mm-hmm. that he... Like he had like burned himself, and that's why he has like the the constant like gauze kind of look. But um, apparently not. He was a part of the Crates Claw Syndicate. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who might not be familiar, some of the bounty hunters from this crime syndicate include Boba Fett, Bosk, Ventress, as well as multiple others like Aura Singh. And Embo, which is one of the cooler ones, I think, personally. Yeah, you love Embo. I think Embo is pretty cool, personally. I think it's pretty cool. But so this, the headquarters for the Crates Claw 
is Mos Eisley. With the, the huts, right? No. No? They are not affiliated with the huts. Oh, okay. It The leader of the Crate's Claw is Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Okay, so maybe we'll get some uh, information on this Crate's Claw. Yes. Again, that kind of makes sense because the Crate Dragon is from Tatooine. And number two, it makes sense because... Or no, what I was trying to say is that maybe we'll find out more about this in the Book of Boba Fett. Maybe. You know what's even cooler about this? One of the infamous hangout spots for the Crate's Claw was level 1313 on Coruscant. The unfinished game. Yes, and that gets right into the unfinished game of Star Wars 1313. Which is very sad. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. I hear there's another game that's going to be coming out that uh, nobody has heard about yet. And, um, yeah, we're... Uh, it could be. Gonna, we're finding out new details, so it could be something. It's like an open world game. So yeah. That that just kind of relates to 1313. Yeah, but we do see 1313 in quite a few of the Clone Wars episodes. We won't go into it because, you know, we're, we're focusing on Dengar. But it is really interesting to see how all of them are intertwined. And as Josh says, the first appearance is in Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, when they are all tasked with hunting down the infamous Han Solo. Well, the uh, funny thing that I always think about when I uh, think of Dengar is, you know how the Slave 1 or Boa Fett Starship now, after you know they start a story releases some garbage and you know we see the falcon take off and then we see the slave one take off and then in robot chicken they have dangar in a toilet spaceship oh yes i know exactly what you're talking about yes yes and he's like you trying to fall fast one on me hey that's so funny yes it's so good can't do it on old dangar oh my gosh that's hilarious i love it yeah so that makes sense why we see the collection of bounty hunters that we did is because they were part of the same syndicate. So I, I, I wonder, I mean, bounty hunters are notoriously selfish people. So I doubt Boba Fett did anything like he didn't spread around his reward for getting uh, Han, you know, he, he wouldn't have done that. But I do wonder if in the pursuit for Han, and other bounties so if if they're signing up their entire syndicate to hunt this down Mm -hmm. i wonder if the syndicate was larger and as a result you know chasing after one bounty you know we've we've seen with the mandalorian when there's a bounty out there the bounty hunters don't care they will kill the other bounty hunters in order to get their bounty you know but it's very western style so i wonder if that happened with the crate's claw and why it eventually did break up. Yeah. I mean, we did see in the clone wars that as, even as a young Boba Fett, they were still a tag team. They still had like, they split the money. That was the episode with the Saj Ventress and you know, the, the lady in the chest or, or the, um, I think it was the person kidnapped, someone and it was you know that one episode but 
as we saw, well, of course, Asajj Ventress, as the beast that she is, took over and stole all the money and returned the and returned the girl. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but getting back to the point with the splitting of the money and the crate's claw is that I think, you know, maybe after a couple t years they would have like this kind of weird relationship between e each of them and not split the money. But back in the day, they, they were splitting the money. Yeah, I like to think that there was some form of splitting the money. But I, I do think that, you know, the greed of being a bounty hunter eventually takes hold and they probably broke up as a result of that. It is interesting to see how Ventress was... So, I know this is getting a little into Ventress, which we've talked about before, but Crate's Claw, actually, what ended up happening with them is that Boba Fett, alongside Bosk, basically convinced... Not convinced, but blackmailed ventress into joining their joining the team so mm -hmm. very interesting kind of dynamic that the bounty hunters have i do like the crates claw makeup of bounty hunters they're they're arguably one of the best ones yeah in the galaxy i mean i don't know about you but i agree like when you look at like so. bosk he's you know really well known you have boba fett one of the best you have Aura Singh. I mean, <laughs> she's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah. Really good. That being said, as we as we go on, we do see during the Galactic Civil War, this is stuff that is now outside of the movies, there is the Smuggler's Moon mission. So within the Bounty Hunter series, the comic books, it shows during the Smuggler's Moon mission that Dengar is trying to seek out Han Solo. And actually how this ended up happening is Dengar went to Narshada, where he learned that Chewbacca was there. And Dengar was able to shock Chewie um, and C-3PO as you know, Hansel was about to go on a mission to the hut inside the huts, one of the huts palace. And as a result, Chewie was taken hostage. And before Chewie was killed, Han Solo came through, stunned Dengar. And then right before they all were about to leave, Dengar had like a thermal detonator similar to what Leia did, which this leads me to think that maybe Leia because Leia was with them. I wonder if Leia got this idea because of what Dengar did during this mission. Mm -hmm. and, and basically what ends up happening is Dengar holds up the thermal detonator like he's going to destroy everyone. Han shoots him in the back, downing him, not killing him. Because this is before being hired by Darth Vader to hunt down uh, the Millennium Falcon. So this is between four and five. And so I wonder if Leia got the idea of using the thermal detonator and arming it to be like, you know, like, like I this is these are my demands. I wonder 
if that's where she got it from was the Dangar situation. I mean, yeah, probably. It'd be really cool. I I would be really cool to see that. I know that this was already in comics, so they're not going to create this into any live shot. But it is really interesting because, like, Leia, you might I would have thought, looking at Six, I would have been like, what is she doing? You know, she's just arming a detonator. Like, it's not the best strategy. But I guess she saw it work with another bounty hunter, and she really wanted to blend in as being a bounty hunter. So that's why she did it. So I think it worked in that regard because she's like, okay, well, Dengar did it. So I should do it, you know. Yeah, wasn't Dengar and Bosk and well, of course, Boba Fett present at Jabba's palace? They were. When Luke, when Luke was uh, rescuing Han Solo and Leia and C three PO and R two. Yes, I. I They're kind of hidden. I did see somewhere that during the Civil War, Dengar was present. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I did find the the writing. He did survive that though. You mean he didn't blow up? No. He decided to instead of going um on Jabba's barge, he left and pursued other things, basically. Okay. So in the book of Boba Fett, we're gonna eventually see again. Do you think they'll have some flashbacks or some kind of recall to Bosk and Dengar and or Singh? Uh, um. <laughs> what was that? What was that, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'll have any of those like recalls or even back to maybe his childhood and saying, "Oh, <laughs> so, young Tamora Morrison," and then. Or yeah, young Tamar Morrison as uh, Django Fett, and then Boba. That'd be kind of like a. I mean, he's probably used to it because he's you know all the clones and the uh, yeah in episode three and. But that'd be like funny, to have him like do a flashback. So he's Boba Fett, and then flashbacks to him as Django. <laughs> that'd be really uh, interesting. I I don't know if they'll go that route. I do have oh, information about Dengar during the New Republic. Yeah. He teams up with Jazz Imari. Jazz Imari. For those of you who don't know, Jazz Imari is a female Zabrak who was at the Battle of Endor and made the decision to switch sides at the Battle of Endor and fight alongside the rebels. Okay. And then after that, she joins the Wexleys. Remember Snap Wexley? Yeah. Joins the Wexleys as part of a rebellion um, in a different planet. So she kind of switched sides for a little bit before reverting back during the New Republic. She went back to her bounty hunting ways during the New Republic. So I I think it was more of a case of she didn't like how things were run under the Empire, and that's why she flipped, because she thought she could do more with uh, bounty hunting then. But as a result, Mm -hmm. this was after the Battle of Jakku, Uh and and Jazz, basically because Dengar and Embro and a few others were working with the Empire, Jazz was able to strike a deal to get them out of prison and then be a part of Jazz's crew. Okay. 
Okay. So, so Dengar... That's kind of where it's left off. So I'm okay. wondering in the Book of Boba if we're going to get something with now Dengar and Jazz's crew. You know what? I'd love to see Bosk and... Bosk is not a part yeah. of the Jazz crew. Well, I know. I'm just saying if he shows up in the Book of Boba Fett as well as Dengar and, yeah, IG-88. There's a lot <laughs> of know. of mystery Yeah. up in the I air. I mean, they have a whole thing to... They have a whole round to play with within this new show that's going to be released in December, so it's coming up. Holy cow, I didn't realize and it was that soon. Yeah, they're releasing a trailer very soon. Ooh. So, I mean, they need a, they probably have a script already done, but I'd love to see you know these characters reunite because they were so influential on Boba, and they pretty much grew him up as a bounty hunter, and then... You know, that whole thing with Mace Windu and, and how they tried to blow him up, but eventually he kind of, well, he got left behind by Aura Singh, and I don't want to go into more Aura Singh stuff because... We could. Know. We could. Um, but I'm just saying that Dengar and Bask and the rest of this crew is influential on Boba Fett, so they should be in, they should make it at least a past or a um, kind of recall to how to his life i guess i don't know we don't know what's going to happen with this book of boba fett yeah that's fair i'm excited for it that's fair i want to kind of go now into some of the equipment he used he's really well known for that dlt 19 heavy blaster when looking at it and, and this is behind the scenes do you mean the 18 blaster no the 19 dlt Oh, 18 is in the oh, Clone Wars. 19 is what he uses during the Galactic Civil War. Gotcha. But in Empire Strikes Back, he's actually holding an MG-34, from, which is a German World War II era gun, but it's modified to look more science fiction-y. Really in, in battle, interesting to me. Uh, how long did it take for Battlefront to come up? Because in Battlefront 2015, he he's a character. He's one of the... Uh, special dlc characters or the additional characters and he has like a charge move he has a detonator throw and then what's his other one? oh i think it's just his uh heavy cannons josh yeah, does he, he have a fire blade at all no. interesting in in battlefront in battlefront no he does not. so one of the things he is really well known for is he's known for hand-to-hand combat in which he uses a fire blade. It's basically a hand-sized hilt with a electric, almost like a lightsaber, but it's fire. So it's a fire okay. blade that it's basically it looks like um almost like a it almost looks like a torch. It's mm-hmm. it's similar. It's like torch looking, but that appeared in Star Wars twenty fifteen issue eleven, the comic series which is okay. the smuggler's moon arc and that's where it first appears so i it kind of makes sense because of when battlefront came out that they mm-hmm. i mean i wish they would have done something with the fireblade because i think that's a really cool unique weapon but that is like the only time we see it maybe they'll there'll be something with a, a fire blade in the new show or in something yeah well and hopefully they make battlefront 3 and they just copy all the characters that we already have over to the next one 
Then they include Dengar again, no, maybe with this fire. No, you're going to have to include... And Padme you and oh. You are looking at least $500 in DLC, okay? At least at that mm-hmm. point. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was pretty much all I had on Dengar. The one last note I have is that in the Clone Wars TV show, he is voiced by Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg. He should play him in live action. Yeah, just how they got Katie Sackhoff and Ming Nguyen. Yeah, I I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I don't know how old Simon Pegg is at this point, but I think he would be. But I if you look at could, how old Boba run. is, I think it could fit. I think it could fit if this was like the the old the old boys of bounty hunters and and we're seeing what the the new like the newbies are, and we're gonna see the old old boys still destroy the newbies. That'd be that'd be interesting to see. But Josh, that pretty much wraps up every single note i had on dengar is there anything else you wanted to add i just said battlefront and that's you did your part you did you did your part part. i did my duty for 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 the republic for the the republic yeah i think they should have had a little bit more with him i mean look at how many bounty hunter episodes they had in clone wars and he had one episode it was you saw like some brief combat with him, like you said, he was a master of hand to hand combat, but yeah, he yeah they they kind of missed their opportunity with that. And the one thing I do have a question. I don't remember if it's him or another bounty hunter because um, it's been a pretty long week. But is he the one that can like since he's m- more cybernetic than man or more machine than man? Is he the one that can register, like kind of like an Iron Man suit where you can register the different motions and you kind of have like a better hand-to-hand combat because you have that cybernetic and it kind of has that AI where you you have like a step over your opponent. Is that him or no. I think it's somebody no, else? No, you're thinking of someone else. You're thinking of Aura Singh who has the cybernetic. No, no, okay. Okay, Ahsoka just takes out her green lightsaber, cuts off the little antenna, and then she's like, oh, she's like holding her head like something tragic just happened. Meanwhile, the the Boba Fett starship or the Slave One blew up because she... So stupid. Because she's so stupid. That's what I'm going to say. Is this not the wannabe Jedi podcast if we don't have Josh raging about Aura Singh? Is it? Mm. I don't think so. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a design with Snoodles and Aura Singh, and they're gonna compete it. Maybe I'll do some After Effects, uh, maybe some 3D modeling with them, and maybe I'll make some kind of different show, and uh, yeah, make a little fan fiction with. I it, love it. At at the end. It's just going to be a meme. <laughs> this has already become a meme. I know. It, it really has. Well, I think that about covers it, us off for this episode. Um, we're hoping to get back into regular, regularly recording time frame, you know, everything, e- weekly episodes, everything. It's been kind of challenging. But that being said, Josh, mm-hmm. do you know who we're reviewing next week? I have a feeling, but go ahead and say it for the for the Padawans out there. Leia Organa. We're going Princess... Leia Oreg- Oregano? No, we're going Princess Leia. We are going Princess Leia. 
and I'm super excited about it. There's going to be so much to cover. It could potentially be a two-parter. That is that is how much content there is for Leia, and I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about Carrie Fisher and all that she contributed to Star Wars. So make sure to go check it out. It'll it'll be out most likely next week. If for whatever reason episodes get delayed, look us up on Twitter, Wannabe Jedi Cast, and that would give you all the details of when our next episodes are airing. Until then, Josh, this has been fun. I like bounty hunters. I hate Orsing. I hate snoodles. And I will see you next week. Take care, everyone. May the force be with you all. Josh, I'm, I'm liking the, the the voice singing that we got going on. May the force be with you all. I like it. <laughs> I'll pause it now. <laughs>